Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, so at the end of hour number one. Oh, there he is. He's back. Ken Barkley's back. You ready, ready for this one? You can hear me okay. Yeah, sure. Right? You ready for yeah, this we one? Got, I, I hear you and I see you. So, like, I, I think people who listen to the show know that, like, you know, you'll, like, you'll, you'll, your connection will get messed up sometimes. You'll, you'll hop off. Like, I, I never get knocked off, like, ever. Like, I'm just, like, never. I'm always, like, I don't freeze. I don't get knocked off, whatever. The weather here, it's, like, a perfect fall day. There's no, it's 70 degrees. There's, like, no weather whatsoever. And my lights, my people saw if they were watching the video stream, they flickered with, like, a minute left until we hit the break. And I was, like, oh, that was weird. I almost lost power. And then about 30. Well, I feel like it's happened yet again for Ken. So yes. uh, this is this is unbelievable. I think Mike. Fi- I think yeah. Mike fixed me. Maybe. Maybe now I'm good. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, uh, my wife is trying to plug in electronic pumpkins outside, and like oh. tripped fuses. Oh, okay. doing it. And I go up and I go. I literally just have my hands out. I go power, and she goes like, "What?" I go, "Yeah, like the lights flicker and stuff." She goes, "Oh yeah, that was me." I go, "Yeah, that was in the office," and she like pauses. And then puts like both hands over her face. Is like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. so sorry that that happened. So hopefully I'll be okay. Whatever. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. And it's a great husband wife dynamic when that happens because like you just want to look and be like, what? What, what were you? But then like, right? You can't. I want to like you swear can't. very loudly. <laughs> yeah. I want to just be like, but, what? Are you? Because doing? then, because <laughs> like, if you what? do that, it goes from her being wrong. Yes. To you being wrong. That's, right. Exactly. That's how it goes. Uh, yep. I lose so the high great ground. Great back. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see how the, we'll see how the pumpkin the pumpkin situation goes. But hopefully we'll count with those for the next three hours. Brian Baldinger, twenty minutes from now. Will Brinson, forty minutes from now. The Bear, Chris Felica, in an hour. Eric Eager, in an hour and twenty minutes. But joining us right now to kick off our five phenomenal guests on this wonderful football Wednesday, our good friend, pro sports better, the great Rob Pizzola. You got to check out the Hammer on HQ. Uh, the Hammer HQ. They're on Twitter at the Hammer HQ and Rob Sports Betting Podcast circles off. Rob, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, how's it going? It's going well. It's good to see Nick that it, you've been married now, not for too long of a time, but you've already learned the like the easy lessons right out of the gate. Sometimes, you know, it's just better just to say it's okay. We'll move on, no matter how angry you are. <laughs> I once had my wife schedule a change in internet 
like while just on a regular football day for me, I'm like, no, send this guy away. Like I'm streaming these games. It, that's it. It's done. And she's like, you know, can't you watch the game somewhere else? I'm like, I guess, I guess I could. And I guess this might not, be, I guess this might not be worth the battle and we can get the yeah. internet changed today. Sure. On Sunday at, you know, two 30 in the afternoon. Great time. I didn't even know people work on at this time, but yes, it's a, it's yeah. good to know that Nick has learned as well. Very quickly. Good stuff. Yeah. When you, uh, marriage where, uh, when, when you do something wrong, you, uh, you apologize and change your behavior. And when she does something wrong, you apologize and change your behavior. That's, that's like yes. basically what happens you in win, those situations. You win by so, losing. Yes. You don't yes. win by winning. You win by losing. I thought I, thought I won. And then you just, you just want someone to be like, nope, doesn't matter. <laughs> you still yeah. lost. You actually still. Uh, hopefully more winning than losing, Rob, for, uh, for NFL this week. Uh, I know you have a bunch of games that you like. I, I'm going to guess you and Nick share an opinion on this game. I haven't bet this game yet, but the Dolphins-Broncos game, the spread is, is a little interesting, right? The Dolphins are 2-0 are and o, off to a really good start. Two is the favorite for MVP. Broncos 0-2, lose, lose at home to the Raiders, home to the Commanders, blowing a huge lead. Dolphins 6.5, the number in the market right now. Side or total, what's interesting to you in this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the Dolphin. Uh, excuse me, in the Broncos. I've been listening to the show this week, so I have a general idea of what you guys are like. I heard Nick's case uh, for the Broncos earlier in the week as well. This actually really surprised me, honestly, because um, I run my numbers and I've, I've bet against Denver two weeks straight, and now all of a sudden I like them this week. And I think that there's just been like a pretty big market adjustment, generally speaking, on both of these teams. Denver, when they are a favorite, I want to fade them a lot. Like winning by margin, it's not what the Broncos do. When I need them to just play a closer game, I think that they do that a lot and they're well-equipped to do that. The Jalen Waddle injury is a big factor. I'm going to like the Broncos no matter what, but if Jalen Waddle doesn't play, I think that really plays in the hands of the Broncos defense who have one shutdown corner who they can put up on Tyreek Hill. And then the Dolphins do not have a ton in terms of other receiving talent. Braxton Berrios, obviously, but they're, they're no world beaters, so to speak, there. Other thing with Denver... Their offense is kind of like low-key, I don't even want to say good, but like better than I think people give them credit for. They move the ball. Their points per possession is the best in the league. They got Jerry Judy back last week, and they had success for a large part of that game. They didn't really know how to handle a lead, which is what I would expect from the Denver Broncos because they're not leading a whole bunch. But in this type of game, I make this number closer to five, uh, even a little bit short of five, and I think it's a good matchup for Denver um, ultimately plus six and a half. I couldn't pass up on that. So Broncos country, AKA Rob and Nick hashtag <laughs> let's ride. Uh, how about the Panthers and the Seahawks coming up on Sunday, Rob um, in Seattle where, and, and we did, Oh, and just like, just cause we didn't do it an hour. Number one, we'll do it later in the show. Jalen Waddle on Wednesday did not clear concussion protocol. Doesn't mean he won't on Thursday or Friday, but did not clear it as of us on the air today on Wednesday did not yet clear concussion protocol. Uh, Bryce Young doesn't practice today on Wednesday for the Carolina Panthers. They signed Jake Luton to their practice squad, which at least shows that they're concerned that Bryce Young not, might not be active for this game, which would mean the red rifle Andy Dalton starts for the Carolina Panthers on the road in Seattle. The Seahawks at BetMGM, a six-point home favorite, total of 42. Rob, what about the Seahawks and the Panthers? So when I first met ran my numbers and bet this game, I bet the Panthers, and that was with the assumption that Bryce Young would play if he doesn't play and it's Andy Dalton, I would actually have that as a slight upgrade for the Carolina Panthers. Now, granted, there's a lot of guesswork there. I don't really know what Bryce Young is at this point, but I do know this about the Seahawks. I've watched both of their games in full and their defense is horrendous. And typically speaking, I do not want to bet teams by margin when their defense is horrendous. There's holes everywhere. Last week, 
Lions only punted one time. You had a David Montgomery fumble and you had the pick six. And that really swung things for Seattle in that game overall. But this defense has not been able to stop Matt Stafford and Jared Goff back-to-back weeks. Now, the Carolina Panthers offense, much different than that. They don't have the weapons. They don't have the quarterback. But this matchup is much more conducive to them moving the ball than it was against the Saints and the Falcons, especially since I think Atlanta has a very improved defense this year. On the other side of things, we did not see Detroit pressure Seattle whatsoever without their left tackle and right tackle last week. The Lions just have not been able to generate pressure. Going back to last year, now this year as well, the Carolina Panthers can do that. They have a very good edge rush. Brian Burns has had a really good year so far. This is more of a matchup disadvantage for Seattle in at least terms of their tackles ability to hold up against the outside rush from the Carolina Panthers here again this is a very similar number to me for what I just mentioned with Denver and Miami but I think this is a little bit too many points and uh, I like the Carolina Panthers in this game getting six Rob I know when you came on with us before the year one thing that you said that surprised us a little bit and obviously you're a Cowboys fan and it's not like the Cowboys have been bad you know they were bad last year made the playoffs made the divisional round but you were like I'm really in on this Cowboys team and that's Maybe proving to be some pretty sound analysis before the season. They're two. They're two and zero. They win week one forty to nothing. They look great last week, albeit against Zach Wilson at home, and they they beat the Jets and cover in the game. And now set up another like projected likely win just because the way the schedule breaks. They draw Arizona at their place at Arizona. Cowboys about it's kind of all over the place. We'll call it like twelve, but like you know a, a little more than or a little less than two touchdowns and a little more than ten, something in that range. And the total in the game pretty interesting too. Forty three. Obviously the Cowboys defense like. The story of the first two weeks of the season micah parsons getting some mvp buzz people are kind of in on all that stuff how about cowboys a big favorite total about 43 at arizona on sunday so i'm looking at the total in this game and i'm looking particularly at the under and the nice thing about having two weeks in a row where dallas was leading for a large majority of the game which is the most likely scenario in this game when you consider the point spread of it as well is we learned a lot about how dallas is going to play with a lead and guess what it's not very aggressive It's taking the play clock down. It's running the ball a whole ton. They ran 44 times last week against the New York Jets in a game where they were leading the entire time. I don't hold out high hope for the Arizona Cardinals to be able to score in this game. It's one thing to score on the Giants, which plug your ears, Nick, but, you know, horrible pass rush, can't stop the run, bad secondary. Like, this is a different caliber defense that Arizona is going up against this week than what they faced in the first couple weeks. And I just don't like the likelihood of them being able to punch it in the end zone here. So I think what you're likely to see is Dallas get out to a lead and then just kind of milk away this game. They have big games coming up against the Patriots and then the 49ers. Uh, I believe the Eagles as well coming up in, in four or five weeks. It's like one of those just get in and get out classic type of Mike McCarthy type of game. So when you factor all that in, I honestly just think this total is a couple points too high. I have this closer to 41. Uh, I bet 43 and a half today, still like 43, would keep playing it down all the way to 42. So I'm on the under in this game. I just, you said Dallas and Patriots, and now I have like that CD Lamb overtime touchdown that cost us all or plus three and a half bet in overtime just running through my head. So thanks a lot for that one. You better, you bet. Wonderful Football Wednesday. Nick and Ken talking week three in the National Football League with our good friend, pro sports better Rob Pozzola. Rob on Twitter, at Rob Pozzola. Uh, Rob, the Browns host the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Looks like Cleveland's been bet. This is now uh, like in between three and three and a half for the Browns. Ken and I said on the show yesterday, you know, uh, plug your nose. We kind of like Cleveland and Deshaun Watson laying three at home against Tennessee. What say you, Browns and Titans? So do I. I haven't bet it yet, 
listen, like there's the Vrabel as an underdog thing. There's a million things that you can make a case for here with the Tennessee Titans. But ultimately, I think that there's been a bit of an overcorrection in this game. I'm not a running backs don't matter guy. I think the absence of Nick Chubb will be felt for this team going forwards. But I don't think that this matchup is one where they were just going to pound the rock 40, 50 times in this game up the middle against a very good Titans front seven. The way you beat the Titans is you spread out their secondary and you throw the ball. We saw Cleveland try to do this on Cincinnati in week one against the bad secondary. And listen, they didn't have a great amount of success, but they won the game in a blowout because their defense held up and Watson made enough plays in you know the rain for it to work out for them. Last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, like we're forgetting that the, the Watson played the Steelers and the Bengals. This is this secondary is a big downgrade for him, generally speaking. So I like their ability to score into the 20s here. The one thing about the Titans, go back to last year, look at Ryan Tannehill's numbers whenever he has faced a good defense. And they are staggeringly bad. The Titans do not score points on good defenses. This has been a consistent theme since A.J. Brown has been gone for Tennessee. They just cannot score on good defenses. I don't know what the path to success is here. If you want to talk about maybe the biggest mismatch on anything in the NFL this week, it's Cleveland's defensive line against Tennessee's offensive line. I think there's been a too much of a correction here based off of what we saw this past week. Uh, haven't bet Cleveland yet. I'm holding out for a certain price, but definitely extreme, extremely strong lean to the Browns here. Rob, I know we have a, a few games left. We want to have the, we also have some breaking news involved the Bears. Maybe we'll do that next segment to to start just with their defensive coordinator and a lot of there's a lot of kind of rumor and innuendo about what happened. It looks like we're getting some clarity on what's going on with Chicago. That's not the game I want to ask you about though, Rob. So in about a minute here, Chargers Vikings sets up as a game that's like almost certain to be stupid and a one possession game and maybe high scoring. It's got a high total in the market, 54 highest total on the board by far. Basically a pick the winner of the game in about a minute here. Anything for you on Vikings Chargers? Strong lean chargers. Um, just based off of where we were going into the season with how the market evaluated these two teams and to where we are now, like the chargers are very likely to rebound defensively. They're 32nd and dead last in EPA right now. They were a top 10 team in EPA last year on defense, and that was with Joey Bosa for two games. The likelihood they rebound is high. The likelihood that the Vikings defense rebounds, in my opinion, is very low. Guess what? Brian Flores has blitzed 49% of the time this year, nearly half the snaps. And they've gotten a pressure on 18% of snaps this season. They just can't get after the quarterback. They don't have the secondary. This, to me, is a little bit short. We're kind of in like a dead range where I don't quite make the Chargers minus three. So it's hard to find a valuable bet here. But I do think the Chargers are going to win this game on the road. I think there's a good bounce back spot for them. Rob, we have about two minutes to go. Lightning round. Two games, two minutes. Lions, three and a half point home favorites against the Falcons. Total 46. Go. Yeah, if we get back down to the minus three here, maybe in the minus 115 range, I have interest in Detroit. I know the injury report. It's just a matter of whether or not I think it's overcorrected. And I think we kind of have at this point. Detroit scores points at home. This is what they do. They consistently score points with Jared Goff at home. What is Atlanta's offense going to look like in a game if they're trailing by double digits or something like that? And Desmond Ritter has to throw the ball. Like Atlanta can't possibly come out here and just run the ball 70% of the time in Detroit, and I like think that that's going to work for them. I think Detroit's close to being a valuable bet right now. A lot of reaction to the injuries that they've suffered, but ultimately, I have confidence that they're going to score points, and I don't know about Atlanta in game situations where they're trailing. 
A new one today for Detroit. Amon Ross St. Brown didn't practice with a toe injury on Wednesday, being called day-to-day. Hopefully he's back in practice for the Lions coming up on Thursday. And, Rob, we got about 30 seconds left for this last one here. Sunday Night Football in Vegas. Raiders laying two and a half against the Steelers, total of 43. Yeah, what a correction this has been since where we were at the beginning of the year. Um, I make this game a pick em. I- I'll very likely play the Steelers, but I'm holding out for a three. Let's not forget that Kenny Pickett has played the 49ers and Browns defenses, which are very likely going to be top five pressure rates by the end of the year. This is a significant downgrade. I don't know that we necessarily learned anything from Pittsburgh's offense other than that it can't compete against the best teams, but against a team like the Raiders, I think that they can move the ball. I think this is just too much of an overcorrection here based off of how the Steelers looked against the Browns. So Steelers are nothing in this game. No, give me the, the Steelers Saints two-team six-point teaser. I feel like it feels pretty, pretty good to yours, truly. Uh, Rob is on Twitter, at Rob Bazola. you got to check out The Hammer on Twitter, at The Hammer HQ. Eric Eager contributes to The Hammer. Eric will be joining us next hour here on the show. And Rob's sports betting podcast, a Circles Off, which everybody should check out. My friend, we sincerely appreciate the time. Best of luck with the bet. Stay well, and we will talk to you next week here on You Better You Bet. Thanks, guys. Good luck this week. Our good friend Rob Pozzola joining us here on the show. So great stuff from Rob. We'll get more hashtag great stuff coming up next. We'll be joined by Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Baldy's going to talk to us about Lamar Jackson and how well he's played this year. We'll talk to him about the Bills and the Commanders and whatever the hell is going on with the Chicago Bears. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.